The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Back in on the drive. Before we introduce our guest, today's pop quiz is presented by Victory Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. It is iRobot. I believe today is the 52nd birthday for Will Smith. 51, 52, somewhere in that range. Happy birthday to Fresh Prince. Talk about it. I mean, he's had an incredible career. When he was doing Fresh Prince, he played a high school kid, so he had to be what, like, 17, 18 years he's, old in real he's life. Older than that. He's probably like 19 to 21, somewhere Still, in that range. I mean, yeah, that's a older 30 than that. something years. He's, and he's incredibly talented. He's like Justin Timberlake talented. If you've ever um, gone on his YouTube page before, he tells a pretty cool story about how he became the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Hmm. It's a really good story. You should watch like a four minute story. I'll I, check that his out. YouTube page is actually really, he does some really, really I cool stuff on there. I pulled up to the house. Let me keep going. So, I mean, God, I mean, if no, there's anything no. I know you love Pete, to do, it's good to see you, man. It, it, it is to, to randomly here. break Yo, out to the cabin, your home, smell your <laughs> Coming up in 30 minutes, we'll go inside the mind of the machine. You can sing all the fresh prints you want in the mind of the machine. We're very happy to welcome in right now. He is the editor in chief. He is the plaid prince. The plaid's coming out. You're not in the plaid right now. It's coming out very soon. We are about to enter peak plaid season. Oh, peak plaid season. It is our guy, <laughs> Pete Sweeney. Pete, how you doing today, my man? I'm good, man. Hanging in. Uh, week four here. It's crazy. We're going to be one-fourth through the NFL season after this Sunday. So, Therese went on CBS Sports Radio. He was asked a question, two and a half over-under on MVPs for Patrick Mahomes. Pete, which would you take, the over or the under on two and a half? Way over. Way over. This guy's just getting started. Where he's, he's 24. He turned 24 the other day. Uh, you don't enter your prime when you're a, an NFL athlete until, what, 26, 27? It's way longer for quarterbacks, it seems. Uh, the idea that he's even going to not win the MVP this season, where he would have to get injured uh, the way that it's going so far. So, yeah, for me, it's way over. He's got the first one already in the bag. Um, already the favorite. I think I saw him at 1-1 one to one odds yeah. earlier today. Uh, so, yeah, to me, uh, he'll just have to get another one in the next 18 years. So, yeah, sign me up for that. There are only, <clears throat> excuse me, five players in the history of the NFL that have hit the over. Brady, Favre, Unitas, Jim Brown, and Peyton Manning. If you're taking the over, and we've now seen 20 games of Mahomes, do you think it's too early for us to say that Mahomes is going to be one of the greatest football players that ever lived? I'm a little bit more um, radical and on this topic. I, I think he's going to be the best player of all time when you consider that this is a league that consistently trends in the direction of favoring offense. Uh, they're always finding ways to protect players, even more so quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, as long as he can stay healthy, he'll be the best player of all time. Yeah. Where do you think he's better than he was a year ago? Because by the numbers, by the eye test, everything tells us that even though he won MVP with his first chance, 50 touchdowns, 5,000 yards, 
that he's a better player. How so? Yeah, let me get my cheap plug in. You could check out the Arrowhead Pride Nerd Squad at arrowheadpride.com. They do tremendous film breakdowns. But what you can see uh, when you dive into the film is his ability more so to stay in structure and, and stay with the mad scientist that is Andy Reid and, and those plays a little bit more comfortable in the pocket. One thing I really liked, and this is more so intangible than it is playbook X's and O's, I loved this past Sunday when he's starting to yell at guys. I mean, that fire is what you really see from the great ones. And I don't know if we had seen it before last Sunday where Andrew Ryder fumbles. And he's like, dude, get it together. And, he, you know, he's screaming at Andy Reid for messing up the play clock, which is something we've seen Andy Was he Reed. wrong? Yeah. Well, uh, it was Mahomes wrong or Reid? I'm on Team Pat. I think Pat was 100%. right. I think Andy if you, was wrong like he's been If before. you call that timeout, you call it with 18 seconds as soon as the play ends. And then you take a couple shots downfield, uh, whether, you know, you get the guy out of bounds or, you you know, you overthrow and it's incomplete. You still stop the clock. Yeah, so Patrick Mahomes was 100% right. And, uh, yeah, I love that uh, that part of his attitude and game is starting to come out. I think that the Chiefs are clearly trying to show you that Pat's more vocal this year. Like, you watch those same little, like, two-minute, three-minute snippets. Like, they show Mahomes in the middle trying to get the guys fired up. They show the video, yeah. I watched it yesterday, where Mahomes is breaking it down at the end of the game and saying, hey, we got to keep improving one, two, three Chiefs. Like, they are really showing us that Mahomes this year is maybe more comfortable, certainly with what he's accomplished on the field and now off the field and his personality, to be more vocal towards the guys on the team. Yeah, and he's having more fun. I mean, you could see him uh, before the games, like you were saying, uh, with the Chiefs Twitter account, and, he, and he's like wooing at the guys like he's Ric Flair, and he's trying to make sure that everybody's having fun. He's picking up the rookies. Um, it's crazy that he's been able to take a step forward uh, this year, I, if it keeps going, and I, as, as I said, I mean, you think about the prime, you know, that's 26-27, and he should be actually coming into his own. What does that even mean? What does that even mean at this point? Right now, we're talking to the editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. Let's go around the room, Pete. I'll ask you last. Okay. All of us go to Arrowhead Pride every single day. Sean, you go there? Uh-huh. BK, you go there. Do Heard you Do you think <laughs> we will see a headline on Arrowhead Pride between now and when Tyreek Hill comes back that says... The Chiefs do not need Tyreek Hill. Sean, do you think we'll see that headline on Arrowhead Pride? I think Pete and his crew are more practical than that, so I'm going to lean towards no. I don't think we'll see it as a headline from Arrowhead Pride. I think in the Arrowhead lines, this, uh, the piece that they put up every morning with headlines from elsewhere, I think we see something about <laughs> it there. Pete, you're the editor-in-chief. Will we see a headline at some point between now and when Tyreek Hill comes back that says they don't need him? I hope this was a trick question because we had one yesterday. Uh, we, <laughs> Look at that. I, I'm already ahead I was of the reading curve. the site. We I'm ahead of the curve. We have a new column uh, that one of our, our writers, our new writers, Robert Rimson, does great stuff, uh, has come up with the concept, and he kind of borrowed it from a YouTuber but and, and made it for our site, is saying, to Chiefs fans out there, give us your most unpopular opinion. So we get an influx of about 200 responses. This was one of them yesterday, and you've heard it, uh, not just from Chiefs fans, from other people. And then, yeah, the Chiefs don't necessarily need Tyree Kill. Uh, so that was our lead. It's called Let's Argue. And so we take, like I said, we take unpopular opinions and then Robert kind of writes back to fans in this like twisted mailbag, which I think is a great idea. Anyway, uh, lo and behold, if, if you're asking for my opinion, I just think that's ridiculous um, at, at, at this rate. Uh, the offense is rolling for sure. But I, I look at it as you're going to be playing the New England Patriots at some point this year. You're going to need every weapon in your arsenal if you want to get to the Super Bowl, you want to get past last year's AFC title loss. Uh, and so to me, he couldn't be back soon enough. And when he does, I mean, I think you're going to really start to see 
blowouts every week. Okay, we'll go around the room one more time. I'll give you – you can have this column. I'll give it to you for free because you're my friend. All right, 2020. <laughs> He's a great guy. 2020. These are your four options. Robinson is on the team but not Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins is on the team but not Demarcus Robinson. Both are on the team. Neither are on the team next season. Sean, what say you? I say Demarcus Robinson is on the team. The Chiefs restructure, or I should say pay him. I don't know how much he's going to get, but Sammy Watkins' money will be off the books. So there will be some money available. And Sammy's due, what, $18 million next year? No matter how good he is, even if he stays on this pace, which right now is a pace for like 1,700 yards, I'm still not sure they keep him and paying that money. So let me go Demarcus Robinson on Sammy off. BK, these are your options. Robinson on the team, no Watkins. Watkins on the team, no Robinson. Both are on the team. Neither are on the team next season. Which one are you taking? I think it's, in terms of most likely to least likely, I think most likely is neither of them are on the team. After that, it is Sammy's on the team, but Demarcus Robinson is not. After that, I think it's uh, Robinson's on the team, but Sammy's not. And then lastly, I, I think it's very unlikely that both of them are back next season. Editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney, for the free blog post I just gave you. <laughs> Which one is it? <laughs> I think I think both of these guys uh, are with the team next year. I, I think really, th- yeah. I think you couldn't get three different answers. You know, <laughs> there you go, bro. <laughs> I I think that because you're going to see this team either get back to. I mean, I think the floor is AFC title game for this team, right? So you're going to see them either losing the AFC title game, go to the Super Bowl and lose, which I don't expect. If they get to the Super Bowl, they're going to win it, but uh, if or win the Super Bowl. And ultimately, if you're still having that much success and you're that close, I think there's going to be a, a feeling in the room to keep the band together. I mean, Demarcus Robinson, you can make a point. Like, if I was going to sway in one direction, I'd say D-Rob wouldn't be here because the Chiefs were hesitant to pay Chris Conley money when it seemed like Chris Conley could be a contributor, and he kind of profiles that. I think a lot of people would say he's a little bit better. But if I'm having to guess right now, I'd say that good vibe is there, especially if you win the Super Bowl. You're going to want the whole team back together. And I think that's a case, too, where guys are going to want to stay, even if it takes a little bit less money. I know that sounds crazy, but people love their legacy, and I think you have to factor that in when it comes to championships, not just a good team championships what about the fact this offense is putting up these numbers without eric fisher without tyree kill without damian williams like i don't think we could say enough nice things about patrick mahomes but the fact is this guy's got pressure on him because he doesn't have all the weapons that he had to start his career and quite frankly he's played the position through the first three games better than anybody ever has right and 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 what's ridiculous too is is you look at this game this sunday the Lions, I said this about the Jaguars, the Lions are going to get killed. Pete, the Lions six and a half. That is the lock of locks of Levine's locks. It's ridiculous. And you're, you nailed it on the head. It's still without your starting left tackle, who we've realized we've probably underrated a little bit when you watch Cam Irving sometimes. And, and it's a shame that the Chiefs don't have him right now because your crown jewel is protecting Patrick Mahomes. Tyree kills you, one of your most dangerous weapons, if not the most dangerous weapon in the National Football League now that you're seeing some of these other wide receivers. They're just not as dynamic as Tyree kill so yeah it's just incredible that you're going to get to a point where these guys do return and hopefully if everyone stays healthy man i don't you know now the patriots don't have brown i don't know if anyone could keep up with this chief's offense pete really quick and we'll continue the conversation on the other side fill in the blank the most overrated undefeated team in the nfl is who overrated undefeated team in the nfl i mean it kind of sounds like you would say the lions the lions i mean they have a tie um if i'm not trying to just Maybe the Bills. I just think the Bills are going to get killed by the Patriots this weekend too. But but yeah, I would say the Lions. They end up tying a football game. I think it was against the Cardinals. So yeah, I, that that's why. I, and you'll see this weekend. I mean, there there's there's undefeated teams and there's undefeated teams because they played a certain uh, a certain schedule. 
Coming up in about 20 minutes, we will go inside the mind of the machine, but we'll keep the conversation going with Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. If you've got a question, go ahead and text it in. Text line 69306. When we go rapid fire a little bit at the end, Sean is not very high on Frank Clark. I'm curious where you stand with the Chiefs' star defensive lineman. We'll do that next coming up. It's The Drive. The Drive. Weekdays 2 to 6. We are joined in studio by the editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. Coming up in a little bit, we will go inside the mind of the machine. So, Pete, very quickly, sure, I want to play this audio for you. It is from your colleague, Craig Stout. Okay. So, Sean is very down, very down on mm-hmm. Frank Clark. Very, very down. <laughs> I mean, so, don't get me wrong. If he finishes with 36 <laughs> tackles and five and a half sacks, that's definitely worth $20 million a year, right, Pete? No. Okay. So, he's, sure. so he's very down. No. So okay. I asked Craig Stout. Pete just sounded defeated, too. I know. He was like, no. He sounded like somebody that's been hyping him up all preseason about being a dominant force who hasn't seen it yet. He, no. lost, he left it in St. Joe. He left his lunch bail in St. Joe. So I asked Craig Stout. I said, how would you define how Frank Clark has played so far this season? Here's what Craig said. I think Frank Clark's been solid but unspectacular, and I think a lot of that comes from offenses trying to game plan against Frank Clark, trying to nullify the Chiefs' pass rush, particularly Frank Clark. So I do think that he hasn't had quite the same opportunities that maybe we saw out of guys like Justin Houston and D. Ford last year rushing the passer, but in those opportunities, he's just been fine, not spectacular yet. Do you agree with the assessment from Craig Stout? Yes. <clears throat> I think the the thing with Clark is he's getting extra attention, and, and if you watch, you can see that, you know, getting doubled. The problem that you have there is he's making big-time, big-time money. So it's the type of money that even though you're getting that extra attention, you should still be able to be a dominant force and mess up a game plan, and he hasn't shown the ability to, to do that yet. It is early. It is week three. Uh, but, yeah, it, it just seems like the opposing team is locking in on him, and that's kind of why you see role players like Emmanuel Agba emerging out of the dust. Like, if Frank Clark wasn't getting that attention, I don't know if Agba would have two and a half sacks. So it's a little bit of a catch-22, but you do want to see more uh, production from this high paid, highly paid player that you traded away a lot of draft capital so, for. So, so you're pretty much saying that he's been okay, and Craig Stout, your colleague, said that he's been basically, I not those exact words, those are my words, for a guy that's gotten paid more than any defensive player in NFL history except for four other guys, honestly, Pete, what's your level of concern with Frank Clark as the season goes along? As far as being an elite player, I have my doubts right now. I just, I don't, if he's going to be getting this additional attention, I just don't know where the production's going to come from. But this is a guy that has now had three years plus going, or three years, I should say, not plus, three years going of 10 sacks or more. So I don't want to count him out just yet. I mean, one thing he did say early on was once I get sacks going, they'll come in bunches. Well, you got your one. Maybe let's see two on Stafford, and then I'll start to feel a little bit better about this. I really think it's just the expectation theory. I I wonder with Frank Clark if he's always been like this, but because we didn't watch the Seattle Seahawks games looking for Frank Clark, that he will go through these stretches, but then he'll go through the stretches where – in weeks four through seven, he'll have five sacks, but then week eight through 12, he'll be a little bit absent. If he's just always been this kind of player, we just notice it more now because of the contract, and obviously he's on your team. Yeah, and and, and you forget sometimes because we look at these guys as heroes and, and almost as fictional characters, but they are human, and there's a little bit too 
this guy signed a contract. I mean, last year you were really working. He was working to to make his money where he got it now, and you still have to find that intrinsic motivation. I felt in the offseason that that wouldn't be a problem. Doubts are starting to creep in, but I, I am going to say in the case of Frank Clark, it is still very early. Right now we're talking to the editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. If you got a question, go ahead and text it in. Text line 69306. You deal with social media as much as I do, and you read the comments. I feel like fans have been really hard on the Chiefs' defense. That all offseason I heard yeah. from fans, well, all we want is this defense to do is be middle of the pack and be average. Now their defense is middle of the pack and average, and that doesn't seem to be good enough for fans. Do you agree with my take? that fans have maybe been too hard on this defense so early on in the season. Yeah, and I thought there were a lot of plays that were seeming a little bit like lucky last game against the Ravens that got them within five where, you know, fourth down, Lamar Jackson's throwing it up and, and the cornerbacks for the Chiefs are having a hard time high-tipping the ball. Um, and I look at the Raiders game, and granted, we don't know how good the Raiders are, but they allow no points after the first 10. And so, yeah, I think they're right where we wanted them to. They didn't need to be great. They just needed to be okay. I think you're seeing that. Last game even, too, I, I think about this. Matthew had his hands on two balls. If he intercepts those passes, this is a blowout. And so, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't do it. <laughs> I was the only one that caught it. I'm sorry. That was, I'm sorry, Pete. I, I Matt was the, had his hands on, I was the only on, one. On that how many balls? Caught. I couldn't uh, hold that one in. Matthew Yo. had his hand on not one, but two <laughs> balls. So right he had his, his hand on both balls. He had them all, yeah, he had them okay. in his hands. Yeah. I was waiting on BK. Tweet that. I was waiting on BK to say something that he didn't, and then you dove completely right in. I'm my bad, Pete. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I thought Frank Clark was the one who said to let him hang a little bit, but apparently it was Tyron Matthew that has hands on. I'm going with that either. He'll get back to you. He, yeah. hold, <laughs> he holds on to that balls. You're you're feeling a lot better about it. Yeah. Yeah, you make a good point there. Speaking of the, let's get off that train. Speaking of the secondary, who's impressed you more this year when it comes to rookies? Juan Thornhill or McCall Hardman? <sighs> That's tough. That's tough. I, I, I'd almost say McCole Hardman because Juan Thornhill, the buzz around him was you expected him to be a contributor like this. McCole Hardman, I, you know, once things kind of settled with Tyreek Hill off the field, you knew that he would have some time. And, and then so that kind of reversed, right, because Hill got hurt and he was thrown into the fire. And he's been reliable. I mean, you can't say the same about Hill as an offensive player when he was a rookie. He's just come along a lot faster than I thought he would. Pete, and, Pete, remember Herm Edwards? Hello? Hello, hello! Why don't you listen to the drive? I've been trying to tell everybody this uh, that, and now see that. Well, like, now you pronounce his name correctly, so that was half the battle. That's fair enough. But <laughs> so I was like, yeah, because he's getting the opportunities. That was my point. Now I didn't know that Tyreek Hill was going to get hurt when right. I was talking like this. I thought he was going to be suspended, but right. I thought he was going to be off the field. This is exactly what I thought McCole Hardman could be. Yeah, and I agree with you. I, I think I'd have to give the edge to Hardman just because the expectations were different for these guys. I want to get to this toss-up question really quickly before we get some rapid-fire Chiefs questions. <laughs> okay. Toss-up. All right. <laughs> Two legends from the Detroit Lions. You can only add one to the 2019 Chiefs offense. Fully healthy Chiefs offense. It's better include they're in Scott Mitchell. They're in their prime. In their prime. Prime Calvin Johnson or prime Barry Sanders? Which one would you add to the Chiefs uh, offense? Because I, I didn't see you reply to my tweet earlier when I when I tagged you in it. So now <laughs> I got you in my grasp. I can ask you the question. You can add prime Calvin Johnson or prime Barry Sanders to the 2019 Kansas City Chiefs. Fully healthy. So Tyreek Hill is active. Right, he's healthy. He's right. playing. Who are you picking? From afar, I will say this. I was a true like Megatron fan. I, I, I felt so bad for him that he had to deal with Stafford. It's Barry Sanders. I mean, you talk about LaShawn McCoy's vision. I mean, 
that's he, he his was almost ten times better than than McCoy, and I I regard McCoy as elite and almost like a, a souped up Kareem. Like it's just you, you don't get players like that. They don't come like Barry Sanders for me. It's Sanders. I think the Chiefs have the deepest pass catching core. You could argue right yeah. now. And Tyreek, they don't need a back. wide receiver. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. you got Tyreek no. Hill, you got Travis Kelsey, you got Sammy Watkins, you got the emergence of my guy Michael Hardman. You've got Demarcus Robinson. Like. Sanders would be like punching in a cheat code and and almost wouldn't be fun anymore. And then at running back, they're fine, but they're not great. And you're telling me they could get one of, if not the greatest of all time. This is the easiest answer ever. It's Barry Sanders. Yeah, lay it up and dunk it or whatever you do. Coming up in a little bit, we'll go inside the mind machine. But before we get you out of here, Pete, we got to go rapid fire. <laughs> what will the Chiefs do at the cornerback position by the trade deadline? I think they trade for a corner. I think Mo Claiborne enters the mix, but that's still not going to be enough. Uh, I think the market opens up a little bit as we get closer. There'll be a lot more teams out. I think they make a move. May not be for Patrick Peterson because I just don't think he's available, but someone that's solid and good and you'll make you feel better about the postseason. Should the Chiefs go for a linebacker over a corner given the run defense? I don't think so. I think you've seen a couple good running backs so far. I think this is still a unit that that's get, get coming together. Um, I just don't know if Charvarius Ward is ever going to get any better than he is. And I, I, I feel like the linebackers are improving every week. Do you think Charvarius Ward loses his spot immediately when Claiborne returns? Pretty soon after. If not, uh, I mean, they're, they're, the suspended players are not allowed in the building. So I think you get a, give him a week to get back in the mix. Uh, Charvarius Ward probably keeps it then. But then I, I could see the Chiefs moving on to Claiborne pretty quickly. And that is our guy, Pete Sweeney. He is the editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride. Pete, always good talking to you, my man. Love it. Love it here. Coming up in about 20 minutes, we will get into Jalen Ramsey. That is trying the (coughs) I'm sick method of trying to get out of work. But first, we'll go inside the mind of the machine. That's next. It's The Drive. The Drive. 610 Sports Radio.